Welcome to 11 Cats Radio, an 11-minute single-topic show with questions generated by, who else? Cats. Have you ever wondered how a cat's perception of the world might differ from your own? Well, put your cat glasses on and find out what cats want you to know as we explore their world through their eyes. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, a healthcare and patient advocate for people and an advocate, not only for my 11 cats, but for you and yours and for cats everywhere. Enjoy the next few minutes with us where we believe that a cat is not just a cat. My emotions have run the gamut, sadness, anger, shock, disbelief, heartbreak, and tears. Yes, lots and lots of tears. And it began right after I created a Twitter page for 11 Cats Radio. As I began to follow others on Twitter, instead of seeing cute little kitty videos, and yes, there are plenty of those, I was horrified to see rescue shelters sharing pictures of frightened cats staring blankly into the camera. Cats with gashes on their faces, swollen eyes, skinny, malnourished bodies, and some that looked as healthy and normal as my cats. And the words that accompanied these photos? Death row. Dumped. Owner moved without her. Please rescue little Tinkerbell. Peaches has until noon today. Lost home due to eviction. To be killed. Friendly little Oscar. Dumped for landlord issues. Kill date, tomorrow at 6. Owner surrender, too many. And the page just scrolls and scrolls and scrolls forever. New York City, Los Angeles, Philadelphia. Took in 260 kittens this week. Please help them. Little Benjamin, looking for a forever home. Loves to be petted, but is scared in the cage. Please rescue by the end of the day or will be killed. Tommy won't use litter box, will be killed today. And I sit at my desk and weep for these little souls who will be put to sleep. Ah, doesn't that just sound so restful? Put to sleep. My God, call it what it is. Murder. So I've been consumed with this horror, and I'm left wondering why. Searching for solutions, questioning the mental condition of someone who accepts the role of a caretaker for an innocent life and then, oops, too many cats, sorry, landlord issue. Really? Now, I don't know if you've ever watched the television show My Cat from Hell with Jackson Galaxy. People request his help because their cat is exhibiting some sort of behavior that the human feels is unreasonable, and often they say, Jackson is my last resort. If he can't help, I'll be forced to put Kitty to sleep or forced to surrender Kitty. It typically is not the cat's fault for the behavior they exhibit, but once Jackson shows the owner how to redirect aggression or how to catify the home by supplying ample scratching posts or litter boxes, the cat's behavior changes. It's not the cat who is crazy. It's the human who doesn't realize that bad cat behavior is the cat's way of communicating. Well, the episode had me literally yelling at the television. This girl had a cat for I don't remember how many years, and as the cat got older, he wasn't as friendly as he had been, and the girl felt that their relationship just wasn't the same. 
So she willingly brought her cat, her innocent pet, to the shelter to have it killed. Someone adopted the cat for a day or two and then brought it back to the shelter. Well, this girl kindly arrived to hold the cat during the killing and admitted on TV. She said, when I showed up, he was so loving and gentle with me and let me hold and hug him. To which I shouted, so why in the beep are you murdering him? Am I missing something? So then she goes and gets another cat who too is showing some aggression issues. So she contacts Jackson as a last resort, crying all the time that she doesn't want to have the same thing happen to this cat as the last one. To which I screamed, then don't get another cat, you idiot. Well, Jackson was way kinder to her than I would have been, allowing her to forgive herself. You have a pet for years, and when they get old and cranky, like I'm sure this gal will experience, what? You kill them? What's it called? Convenience euthanasia. People who want their cats killed because they have new furniture they don't want scratched, or they're moving and, and don't want to take the cat with them, or what? The cat isn't as friendly as it used to be? What world are we living in when we allow this to happen? And let me stop right here to laugh out loud at the words people use to make things seem all right. Put down, put to sleep. The cat is not sleeping, you fools. And the word euthanasia, what a joke. The word comes from the Greek word that means good death. There is nothing good about killing an innocent animal. So let's stop using these fake words and call it what it is. Killing, murder, and any other vicious word you'd like to use. PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, they say on their website, because of the high number of unwanted companion animals and the lack of good homes, sometimes the most humane thing that a shelter worker can do is give an animal a peaceful release from a world in which dogs and cats are often considered surplus and unwanted. PETA, the American Veterinary Medical Association and the Humane Society of the United States concur that an intravenous injection of sodium pentobarbital administered by a trained professional is the kindest, most compassionate method of euthanizing animals. Is it just me? But I was surprised to learn that organizations that exist to save animals' lives and provide compassionate care perpetuate the killing of perfectly healthy animals? Now, I do understand the problem. A shelter in Philadelphia takes in 260 cats. I mean, there's simply no room for quality care. So what can be done to stop euthanasia from being carried out simply because a shelter has run out of space or time? Well, perhaps shelters should not accept every animal if euthanasia of that animal is the outcome. Admitting healthy dogs and cats strictly to kill them and in the meantime force them to live in cramped, crowded, and scary conditions is abhorrent and should be illegal. People, in general, need to be educated and given other alternatives. It's too easy to think, oh, I'll just drop Muffy off at the shelter. Someone will adopt him. Or then, there are the well-meaning people who see cats in their yard, trap them, and bring them to the shelter, thinking that this is the kind thing to do when the animal could live a perfectly happy life if left alone in its own habitat, which leads me to the conversation about the dire need for TNR education. TNR stands for Trap, Neuter, and Return. 
if folks knew that it was so much kinder to humanely trap feral cats, bring them to a low-cost neuter spay clinic, and then return the animal to its habitat, we would eventually control the out-of-control population of community cats. And many shelters do work diligently to educate their local communities about this service. But obviously, we need more people to talk about this. We need not only an attitude change, but a systems change. Let's not call it good customer service for a shelter to accept a cat with death as the answer. Yes, some cats require that care that only a shelter can provide. Injured, orphaned cats, victims of abuse, neglect. But clearly, shelter admission may not serve every cat well in every situation. And shelters could offer counseling services that could make a difference. Often, people who come to surrender a cat simply don't have the background, the tools, the information to realize that there may be some alternatives. Do I have time to talk about the alternatives to shelter intake today? No, but you can bet I will share some in upcoming shows. So keep an eye at 11catsradio.com. Bottom line, no cat unless it is beyond medical help, should be admitted to an animal shelter when the potential outcome is murder. So before we end this conversation today, let's take a moment to silently honor all of the little animal souls who have died at the hands of humans, and let's pray we can soon come up with a solution that will end the insane practice of murdering innocent creatures. I hope I've incited some anger in you today. I hope I've touched a soft place within you that caused your tears to flow. And I hope you share today's program with everyone you know, not just cat people, but people, all people. Because only through conversation, information, education, will change happen. Ending the need for euthanasia does not start in the shelters. It starts in our own homes, in our own backyards. Each of us needs to take responsibility. Don't stop at a roadside sign that says free kittens because they're cute and maybe because your two-year-old child or grandchild would like a cat only to learn that no one has the time or temperament to care for this creature properly. Don't think that giving your 85-year-old granny a cat will make for good company unless you have a succession plan. Who will take care of this cat when granny dies? Cats can live for 12, 15, 20 years. Before you accept a cat into your life, ask that hard question. Am I prepared, equipped, and willing to care for this creature in a compassionate and healthy way for 20 years? Do I have the financial means to do so? Put your cat glasses on and feel what it might be like if you were a cat, dropped off in a strange place, caged in death row, awaiting that intravenous injection of sodium pentobarbital administered by a trained professional as the kindest, most compassionate method of euthanasia. Ah, you know, that good death. Thank you for joining us at 11 Cats Radio. I am Pat Rulo, grateful that you choose to advocate with me. Until next time, visit 11catsradio.com. And remember, accepting a cat into your life is a lifetime commitment.